All right. We have a uh, March 16th, 2023 season three, episode 13 of running dot, dot, dot FYI. This is, this is the final show for season three. So whenever you tune in after this, we'll, we'll be moving on to season four. So that's, that's going to be big news for the, for the podcast, huh, Corey? Big, big news, probably big changes coming, I assume. And uh, yeah, absolutely. lots of new guests and yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Can you believe we made it this far? <laughs> of course I can't believe it. <laughs> Perfect. Any, any emails to report? I did get a bunch of emails saying that people liked our last episode on Facebook. So that was good. Um, but no, <laughs> no other emails. <laughs> yeah. So people posted on Facebook. Yeah. And yeah, they... Facebook sent me an email. Oh, okay. Okay. I see how it is. Um, we didn't get any new like Twitter followers or anything, but our Twitter account did get hacked. So, so that's good. We ha- I had to reset the Twitter account password today. All right. So did um, that affect any of our followers? You think? I hope not. I mean, maybe it'll give us some more followers. Maybe whoever hacked us will follow us. All right. So, I mean, that could be good. Let's hope so. But we we do have a amazing guest in line for everybody today, Adrienne Hetrick. She's a world-renowned Los Alamos runner. Uh, Corey, you want to give a little intro and and we'll run from there. Sure thing. So, Adrian, yes, uh, one of the, another. So, so, so we're kind of on our Los Alamos tour here. Last week we had one of the top uh, top male runners in uh, Los Alamos. This week we got one of the top female runners in Los Alamos. Uh, don't know where Adrian went to college, but surely she was a legend, like the rest of our guests have been at their uh, <laughs> college running endeavors. Yeah, and uh, currently training for the Boston Marathon, as I understand it. So. Uh, Adrian, you want to fill in the gaps for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first off, um, being a native Los Alamosian, I guess you could call us, um, <laughs> is where I got my start from running. Um, I actually uh, never really thought much about running um, until I moved here uh, my freshman year of high school. And I uh, was the head cross country coach, uh, Rob Hipwood at the time, uh, who approached me, uh, during a fire drill, actually, out of all things, uh, at school. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, Hey, I heard from the PE teacher that you ran a decent mile. Would you ever consider coming out for cross country? And, you know, I was like, I don't know. I'm new here. I don't know much about the sport. I do enjoy running. I just had no idea about cross country. And he's like, well, you should definitely come out. Um, so I ended up, uh, coming out like, Oh, I would say actually not till my sophomore year. And when my sophomore year happened, uh, I, I remember trying out for the team and made varsity and that pretty much started my running career, uh, from there. But yeah, after I graduated, I graduated in 2009 and then I, um, 
did run for New Mexico State University down in Las Cruces. Um, yeah, so I'm an Aggie. Go Aggies. And, that um, is <laughs> yeah, That's excellent. I, yes. And, I, you know, I enjoyed my time uh, with my teammates and my coaches down there. But I really didn't have um, a successful collegiate running career as I was hoping for. I really left Los Alamos like with a bane my senior year. And then um, I actually ended up um, just running too high a mileage for me personally. And it ended up resulting in uh, me having such low iron levels, I became anemic. And that really set me back uh, pretty much the rest of my collegiate career. Um, So I spent most of my college career uh, getting my iron levels back up and, uh, kind of, uh, cutting back a lot of mileage. So I just felt like I never reached the full potential I was hoping to in my collegiate career, which, which was such a bummer, um, because I was really looking forward to running for, at the time, a uh, division one school. So, uh, but you know, I, I don't regret uh, being part of that team. I stuck it out for the four years. and uh, But when I left college, I really uh, felt like running wasn't for me. I, I almost like hated it when I ended college. I was so disappointed in my collegiate mm. career. And yeah, I, when I moved back to Los Alamos, it, I think I took like a year off running. And I kind of got into other things like rock climbing, mountain biking. Um, I met okay. my my now husband and found out he was a runner himself. And he's mm-hmm. not from Los Alamos. He's from Idaho. He ran for a small school up there. And uh, we kind of bonded over that. So we started trail running again and just kind of found the joy of running. Um, and then... Basically, uh, over the course of that next year or two, I started signing up for just local races, either here or in Albuquerque, mainly Albuquerque. Um, And then the race that really, like, got me interested in possibly getting into running a marathon, which I thought I would never do. Uh, I thought only crazy people would run marathons. <laughs> I was like, there's, yeah, that I was still like, applies. I was like, there's no way I will ever do it. Well, we ended up signing up for um, the Tenacious 10, which is this 10 mile race in Seattle, Washington. Um, and when I ran it, uh, I ran like, I was like, okay, I really, really like uh, the longer distances. And I think I ran like a, 650 ish pace and i was like all right i think uh uh on a fairly hilly course i was like this is something i think i want to pursue again uh which i hadn't had that um that feeling for towards running since probably before college uh and so i was like all right i got into it started studying up races and then finally i was like i'm gonna sign up for my first marathon and I want to qualify for Boston. I was like, I want to do it. This is back in like 2018. And uh, I ended up actually hiring uh, a coach to coach me because I felt like I wanted to take my running to that next level. Now I am nowhere 
elite of a runner, but <laughs> I just want for myself, I wanted to take it to the next level. Um, and so this coach, he, uh, shout out to T- TJ Garlitz, who actually, T- or sorry, not teaches, but coaches uh, up in Washington currently for a, a small like D2 school. But um, he really helped design training for me uh, where it was actually lower mileage because I told him, I said, I can't do high mileage. Is this possible? Because once I get to about 50 or above a week, that's where I start either burning out or I'm like injury um, <laughs> for me. And that's just for me. I know some people uh, can go like a hundred miles and run amazing marathon times, but I was, just, I was like, there's gotta be a way around it. I know I could do it. So he helped design this plan where I was roughly only running like maybe 40 to 45 miles a week at my hundred percent weeks. And okay. uh, yeah, so I followed his training plan and made sure I took at least one cross training day where I get on the road bike uh, to kind of still help prevent burnout, injury, keep my iron up. And yeah, so that 2018 in October, I ran my first marathon, the uh, Ventura Marathon, which is in Ventura, California. It's a fast downhill course uh well it does like a 10 mile loop and then you the rest of it 16 miles is downhill to the beach it start starts up they bust you up to the mountains it's gorgeous up there and then you basically run from the mountains to the sea and uh it's really amazing so ended up running uh a 315 for my first marathon and uh was enough to qualify me for boston back then and that was like my goal i was like awesome but then that, that like fire in my soul to continue with this running just like increased. And I was like, I sign, I was like, I'm going to sign up for my next marathon. So I was already passed. Oh yeah. No, it just, it was like, now here I, am. I was hooked. Snowball effect. Yeah. Now I'm one of those crazy marathoners that will like always love marathons. Well, so I was too late for Boston 2019 because the sign up uh, for qualification is September. And I was running, I raced that in October. So mm. I was like, I'm signed up for my next marathon. So I think I signed up for like San Diego rock and roll uh, June <laughs> of 2019. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And, you know, did that, didn't run a PR, uh, didn't realize how hilly of a course it was, but oh, still. It's... Still ran a decent tie. I think it was like 326. That was me like uh, stopping and walking for a second during mile 23 because it was all all uphill. And I was yeah. like, who Nothing wrong with course? that. Yeah. I was like, who I think I, I think I, wa- I, that was my first marathon ever was San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon. Yeah. And I, you, you said you walked for like a minute or something. I think I yeah. walked that entire hill. Yeah, yeah, that last hill. It's like from miles twenty-two to twenty-four. Yeah, it's like yeah. Why, why? And I just sort of had like that mental breakdown in my mind. Like maybe I can't do this, but ended up, you know, I was like, I'm finishing it. Finished it. Wasn't thrilled with my performance, um, but you know, at least I was under three thirty. I was like, whatever, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> Fast forward, I, I think I signed up for CIM, um, California International Marathon, and 
Um, unfortunately for that one, um, I, I was like rocking and rolling my whole training cycle. And then when I, uh, was in the race, it was about mile 11. Um, I actually ended up with like a severe, like calf injury and it just sort of, yeah, it just sort of seized on me out of of nowhere. And I was really like hitting some good splits. So that really was a bummer. I mean, literally walked off the course, probably in tears. I mean, just, Uh, just, yeah. I mean, you train for like four months for these things and Mm -hmm. it was such a disappointment. I thought, Oh, I'm going to try to break three hours at this one. And so it really was such a bummer. Um, cause that was my goal was to, you know, hopefully PR, but you know, it, it's what it is. I had to go to physical therapy and, uh, work on some muscle weakness that I had in certain parts of my leg. And, uh, but she was awesome. My physical therapist, she, she got me going. Cause I said, Hey, um, not to stress you out, but I have the Boston Marathon. This is 2020. I go, I'm signed uh, up for Boston 2020. And that's like in, you know, uh, 12 weeks from now. And she's like, oh, and anyways, she was great. She got me, she got me somehow. I mean, in like four weeks, we got myself healed and strengthened my legs again. And I was able to start. Well, then of course, the pandemic hits and for the first time in history. Of course, the year I'm gonna go, cancel <laughs> Boston, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and every race, you know, that entire year was just canceled, and it was. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like when they started canceling everything, it was like, eh, I don't really feel motivated to train to that caliber right now. So I mean, I still ran, but then mm-hmm. I it just really, you know, cut down. Um, but then, uh silly us we decided all right well since there's no races we're gonna have a baby so (laughs) that that, you know there you go and I thought you know I will be one of those really cool like runner pregnant ladies that just like runs through my pregnancy (laughs) is like so like badass you know all this stuff well no 15 weeks into my pregnancy my my son he was such a big baby from the beginning i was i was done i was like a beautiful manatee for the rest of my pregnancy and just couldn't couldn't do it um, <laughs> you know so that really you know changed uh the way i looked at running because i was like wow okay i must have to slow the, my life down and you know it was it was amazing having my son and uh but i will say the most incredible thing was having to come back um and get back into running shape like Mm -hmm. where you're competing against after having a baby i mean it was like it was very humbling um you don't just bounce back it's like it's amazing like when you do work for it it you can you can do it all moms i always tell people like all these women all the women in the community i'm like moms can do it all uh, and they're like, no, you're just crazy. And I'm like, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe um, just a little bit. But, you know, I really had to um, change and shift my mindset. It was now, okay, if I'm going to prioritize 
my uh, running and my health, which is a big part of my life. So I definitely, and my identity. So I didn't want to give that up having a kid. Um, But now everything is around his schedule, uh, my son's. And so it was like, I couldn't pick the perfect time uh, to run in the morning anymore. It was now, Mm -hmm. okay, is my son napping? Um, is yep. my hu- is my husband home to help watch? Um, <laughs> yeah. We were we would be out with the stroller together. Like it looked like a big circus. We have two labradoodles. <laughs> like it would be like all of us pushing a stroller, a baby. I mean, um, yeah. Good, but- good luck in trying to set up any type of regular running schedule with uh with that combination. It's yeah, just not possible. It, no, nah, it was. It was crazy, but I thought, you know, like it took some planning between my husband and I, but we're like, okay, I told him, I said, I really want to qualify for Boston again. You know, I want to do this. This is my goal. I know I can do this. Um, so yeah, I ended up like a ye- when he was about a year old and we were finally starting to sleep through the night again, I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to, I'm going to train again. And, um, but again, like, um, so I would have to wait since uh, I trained for San Francisco last summer. And since that's a summer marathon, I would have to run in the heat <laughs> of the day because mm. my husband, you know, I'd wait till my <laughs> got home yep. and I, then I would go. And it's like, I really had to like change that mindset of, okay, I don't care how hot it is outside. I'm just grateful. I get to be out and I get to train. <laughs> um, but boy, it made me tougher. I'll tell you that. So when I got to the San Francisco marathon, which of course, everybody's like, you're going to try to qualify on a hilly course. And, <sighs> you know, you know, with these hills here in Los Alamos, we're very lucky. Um, and we're at altitude, of course. Uh, but it, you know, I was so determined. I was like, no, I'm going to requalify. Um, and I want to go to Boston. That's my goal. So anyways, uh, ran 322, uh, San Francisco, uh, and it was the most amazing marathon I've done yet. Going over the Golden Gate Bridge was so incredible. Um, and I had no, I had no idea how cool it is in the summer in San Francisco. It was like 50 degrees, like (laughs) perfect, perfect running, but it was a shock coming from like the heat of our summer and going there and I was like whoa <laughs> it's cold here yeah yeah you just sort of assume like California yeah. weather you're like beach yeah. beach sunny yeah. hot yeah not the case but uh I mean I did it and I signed up for Boston got um it was enough to get me in and yeah I'm really much looking forward to it so I mean basically my training consists of you know one the one long run a week um, I think I, I did 20 miles last weekend, this weekend, I get to kind of come down to 16. I'll go back up the following for 20 miles and then I'll taper for Boston, uh, which is coming up April 17th. Okay. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Do so, you, um, do you have the, your coach again for this, uh, training cycle? No, so I do not, but from, from my first experience, well, he coached me through, uh, Ventura Marathon and uh, San Diego Rock and Roll. And from those two experiences, I've learned his coaching 
uh style and like the way he writes my kochi plaids i also secretly have my kochi plaids but don't say anything um <laughs> what's, what's his last name again i know <laughs> yeah let's not shout out to him anymore no just kidding he's awesome he's amazing um he follows me on strava so i'm sure he sees that i use his like old <laughs> plaids but it, he's so cool just um anyways i it, it has worked for me so i'll tweak it if I need to, but really I stick to his plan. I mean, it hasn't failed me yet. I um, so, I mean, I'm really going to continue that, but yeah, I tend to try to get like, I build up to 20 miles and I usually do 20 miles twice before my marathon. And for me, that's usually enough. I, you know, sometimes I've been tempted to go a little bit longer to like 22 23 but then a part of me is like do I want to risk being injured for a race I'm really not training for a PR for Boston I just want to finish it's a bucket list one Mm -hmm. um which is different than like if I was training for another downhill one and I wanted that to break three hours someday then of course I'd probably maybe up my longer run now that I've had a few training cycles under my belt but um there's nothing cooler than being in prime marathon shape I'll say that um I couldn't agree more I I love going to work and just being like yeah I just you know knocked out a 20 mile run this weekend under three hours they're like what And people are I'm like, yeah, it just feels so cool to say that. And yeah, and people will ask me, they go, you, you run that without stopping? I go, yeah, I mean, if I'm, at a, <laughs> if I'm at a stoplight, maybe I'll just jog in place. But yeah, no, you do without stopping. They're like, what? <laughs> um, no, it's amazing. And you're just in the best shape. I just feel like so um, healthy and like, I'm like, all right. I love, I love yeah. being in prime marathon shape it's probably my favorite feeling (laughs) so what what impressed me the most about your uh training was you mentioned you run midday up here in the summertime yeah yeah how how do you do i mean that sun feels like it's about four inches from your forehead up here It is. how how do you deal with that Um, (laughs) it zaps me so bad so and that's normal um I'm I'm probably just a freak of nature to be honest but really I a lot of it comes down to you know hydration all day um and then I always make sure um at some point in the day I have electrolytes in some form I usually use the noon tablets throw that in a glass of water I try to keep that up but really it's mind over matter so you really acclimate to the heat in about two weeks. Like I, I always tell people, same with the freezing cold, um, give it two weeks in that heat and you do actually acclimate to it. Uh, shockingly. Um, like I, like I remember running on a 12 mile run, just a normal run this summer when I was in the middle of my si- uh, training cycle and I ran out. Uh, so I live up a Baraka at about like, uh, I would say like three and a half miles, you hit like Western area. And uh, one of my close running friends who are now the head coaches for the local cross country team here at the high school, um, the Lindsay and Steven Montoya, shout out to mm-hmm. them. Um, so their house was like right there and they see me and they're like, do you want a sip of water? 
Like, I remember they were like, you're crazy. You're out this heat. And uh, I was like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. But, uh, you know, it's it's mind over matter. I think for me, if, if it wasn't for having the excuse of having a kid, a baby, it was like, I don't have a choice. It's like if I either get out in that heat and run sure. and or I don't run. And so that was another part for me. I think I would have been, like I said, I was way pickier pre-kid. I mean, I could get up at the crack of dawn, go in the nice, cool weather, be back and have the rest of my day. Um, but not anymore. No. <laughs> not, not anymore. You don't have that luxury any longer. No, no. But you can still do it. Like a lot of people give excuses. And the, mm-hmm. the biggest thing is, you know, it, it's like, you can give excuses all day why you don't do this or that. But if you, if you prioritize something and something's meaningful to you, you can get it done. It, it can work. And I don't like have to give up anything in my life. Like, it's like, you don't have to miss anything in life. If you just pri- prioritize and manage your schedule. Well, you can, you could do it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no doubt about that. Yeah. Good, good yeah. job on, uh, Good job on juggling that and prioritizing everything and making sure you have that balance of family life and yeah and sort absolutely. of outside outside the house where you're able to to do everything that you want on on the running side of things. Um, Corey, what what year did you run the Boston? I did um, 2008 and 2011, I think. Okay. Any uh, any advice for um, anybody who's planning on running the Boston in April? Well, it seems like you've uh, got a better plan than I did. I know when I ran it in 2011, <laughs> we had this. I, I was in probably the best shape I've ever been in, ready to, to go, you know. And, and then we got this huge tailwind. So I was... I was heading to Boston with sub 235 um, in in mind, and then I got to the to the starting area, and there was just this huge tailwind. I was like, "All right, let's crank it down a bit, and we'll go for we'll go for 230." And um, you know, Boston, it's rolling hills at the start. It's downhill, but it's these rolling hills that just kind of kind of zap you a little bit. And uh, I went out too fast, you know, I came through and just came through the half and just under 115. So I was right on pace, but I got to that heartbreak hill, which I mean, for those of us in Los Alamos, it's, it's, it's nothing. It's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little bump, but <laughs> when it's at 12, 20 miles and you've gone beyond what you're capable of it's it's it is a a a killer so i just uh i would stick to your plan uh regardless of you know you get out to the start line and feel that wind at your back uh it's it's tricky that that would be my advice just stick with your plan i like it yeah sometimes it's when you're when you're in the heat of the moment and you're sort of amped up for the race it's it's tough to tough to stay in that mindset so that's a definitely important important strategy to to follow for sure um so i'm sure you you had to train a little bit during the winter adrian yes (laughs) what what was your what was your coldest run 
Oh gosh. Um, there's been, you know, there's, I always say January's the worst time here to run. Um, I would say I, it was about 18 degrees for, which I know is like probably silly for people who aren't from here, but uh, to me, that was absolutely miserable. Um, but I, it, you know, I've been out there, like it was, uh, just a f- couple weeks ago, it was, um, snowing, but it's like that wet spring snow and it was like, <laughs> pelting me winds and people would drive by and they're like, I saw you running in that blizzard. I said, yeah, I got, I can't take days off. Like this is, I'm, I got a marathon. So I knew going into the Boston training cycle. Um, and I'm not a winter runner. I'm, I am a summer heat mm-hmm. person, obviously. Um, but, and so I knew I had to suck it up. I said, okay, you just layer up. I told people you layer up. Um, and again, you get, you just acclimate to it. So now the snow and the rain, the freezing rain doesn't bother me. Um, like it would have <laughs> before. No, really. I, I used to not <laughs> run during that. And I would, oh my gosh. But now I just, I am like rain, shine, snow. Uh, I will not do lightning, but everything else now, <laughs> you will see me out there. Um, Sundays are usually when everybody sees me in town because that's when I do the long runs. And so I'm probably on every Mesa here. In the <laughs> yep. But uh, but I think actually thinking about it, my like running, my ability to handle training in the heat of the day probably comes from when I ran in college in Las Cruces, to be honest with you. Sure. Um, yep. we, we did a lot of training runs in the, like three o'clock in the afternoon. I remember specifically Oof. one always comes to mind. It was August. So it was about 95 at the time at, at, and, um, three 30 in the afternoon. And we had to do a 10 mile tempo run behind my coach was on his bike pacing us. <laughs> well, he paced the girls and the, the boys were already or The men's team was already ahead, but. The women's team, he paced us. I just remember like, one, we weren't thrilled about this run. We went, we ran out towards the Oregon mountains and then back. And, uh, but actually I remember I did really well at it. And I think it was because the heat, um, the, the other runners, like most normal runners can't handle the heat. I don't know why I was able to, but I think when I was training for Boston or not Boston for, um, San Francisco this summer, I really had to think about those old runs. Like I trained in the heat of the day in Las Cruces. Mm-hmm. I should be able to handle Los Alamos's heat. And um, I'm like, this is nothing compared to what we dealt with down there. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good mindset. Yeah. If, if you realize that you've already dealt with that at sort of the ultimate level, the ultimate heat level, then you should be able to handle anything. I, I think that's how I approach everything now with running. It's like, I've probably any, it pains always temporary, uh, pride's forever, but also <laughs> like you, you always have done something probably in life. The older you get, you've had some experience that was probably way worse. And yeah. so I always like, that's how my, like that helps me mentally fight through runs, mm-hmm. hard days. Um, although I'm such a type a runner, I, I love having like being a road runner and having splits and I love trying to aim for that. Um, I know I always feel bad because I'll get people here or I should say people, other women runners and uh, they'll be like, Oh, can I, Oh, I'll run with you. And I'm like, 
and I hate to like, I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, I always like try to be really nice about it. I'm like, what pace are you going? So it's funny. There's only about two women here, Lindsay Montoya, like Nikki Strotter, and I just love running with them. Um, and they're amazing, amazing runners. So they, they're great. Um, but usually I'll say no to everybody else. Uh, so that's why, like, it's funny, like Paul will jump in. He's way faster than me. And same with my husband, Luke, like they could outrun me any day, but I'd rather them jump, jump in with my runs <laughs> and I'll like, I'll follow <laughs> you guys. Uh, even if I trail them. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd rather do that. I, I always feel bad. Like, I'm like, telling other women usually i'm like ah i don't i don't jog you know but and that sounds that sounds so cocky and rude but i mean like i that's a problem i run in this town with like it's very hard to find uh other women to run or at the at like trying to aim for those kinds of times and we're not none of us are like elite at all but we're definitely like that sub elite category where we could go to like races in santa fe and albuquerque and probably you know being the top three usually but uh but you know we're not olympic caliber at all um uh oh yeah i did jump into the buffalo thunder half they brought that back in october that was that was nice um yeah i actually took first at that um in october that was that was a kind of pleasant little race i jumped in that's a downhill one which is nice but the reason why yeah. I took first is because the Kenyans don't run that anymore. Uh, they used to have, oh, bring their, they, yes, they used to bring mm. their whole team and it was so cool to watch them race it. Well, I guess they yeah. would like, they would be finished by the time I'm like at mile, you know, seven, but, yeah. <laughs> but they, it was so fun to be at the start with them. And I think because they took away like the cash prizes now, uh, okay. I, I, that's why I was not expecting to be like the number one woman on that one. I was like, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I think the last uh, time they... that we, I think the last time that we ran that Nick, the, the winning time was like an hour and one minute or something like yeah. that. Sheesh. Was, wow. Amazing. That, that, wow. that was what it used to be. And um, now the winning time, the guy who won, I think it was like one twenty. I mean, really like, no easy. way. Yeah, I'm dead serious. And uh, but when they handed me a for the first place, I got I got a meow wolf mug. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> it, ma- it makes sense. I, 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 Love it. I was like, all right, that's why there was no like elite runners. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. But uh, no, I do. That's the race. Um, I find not this or this year I ran 130, but I broke 130 for the first time in the 2019 Buffalo Thunder. And uh, so that that race, because it's kind of home, you know, that has a special place in my heart. Mm, But I wish we had more of those longer races here in the state. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be nice. So uh, we are our normal show times, 30, 35 minutes. So we'll wrap it up with one final category, Adrian. Okay. We're we're big on shoes. Uh what's what's going to be your shoe for the for the upcoming Boston Marathon? <laughs> well, um uh, funny you say that. Uh, I always say uh you could tell uh what type of runner somebody is by the shoes they wear at the start line. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've always said that. I've always said that like I could probably tell who will make the podium based on their shoes, uh, which is really <laughs> weird to say. 
but if you're in the game long enough, you just, you just recognize it. But um, I am not one of the cool kids that wears like the Nike, you know, vapor flies. I wish I could have those epic cool shoes, but um, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, my foot feels the best right now. I am wearing Asics uh, gel Nimbus 24, which I know the 25 model just came out, but super like I, they're cushy, but like for me, they just work. Um, I've, I've ran in various things in the past, but right now, currently it's the ASIC gel Nimbus. Okay, sweet. And so these are, you have like a training pair and you have a pair that you're going to sort of work into for the marathon or are you just, you, you just know, put mileage on the ones that you're going to wear for the marathon? Yeah, I bought these current pair, uh, halfway through my training cycle for Boston. So I'm going to go ahead and okay. finish out with these. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, toss them after the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Love it. Well, so a wealth of information. <laughs> we definitely look forward to hearing about uh, the Boston outcome. And we would love to have you back on after the Boston to uh, discuss that race and, and any future uh, marathon plans that you have. Awesome. Well, I would love that. Um, so thank you so much for inviting me to this one. So I appreciate any time talking about running. For sure. Well, we love it. And uh, best of luck in the Boston. And we'll, we'll talk with you soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Good night. Thanks a lot.